We have seen days of celebration last week amidst the announcement of not only the more than 80% in the metric pass rate, but also individual students and schools who did better than good. However, now that the euphoria of passing grade 12 has uh, lapsed, the question is where to from here for the metrics who scraped through with a 30% pass in one or two subjects or those who, despite several distinctions, cannot find the funds to secure entry into university. Joining us on the line, we have uh, Professor Rukshana Osman, Senior Deputy Vice-Chancellor for Academics at WITS and Lindy Chili, a Career Counselor at WITS. Uh, Rukshana, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Radio Islam International. Walaikum salam and thanks for having me. And Lindy, a very good morning to you. Welcome to Radio Islam as well. Good morning to you and your listeners and thank you for having me this morning. Okay, so Professor Rukshana, if I can start with you, what, what are the stats? I mean, in terms of the number of bachelor passes when it comes to the matriculants, in other words, those who are eligible to, to, to study at university versus the actual amount of spots that are available. Yeah, I mean, I think what's really interesting is that... Um, DBE has now put a full report on their website, which actually points to the details. Because I've always pointed out, it's no good looking at the global figure which says, oh, we've had an 80.1 or an 80.2 pass rate. It's important to look at what's the nature of the pass rates. What were the subjects in which students have passed? How many of those students qualify to go to university? What happens to those who don't? What are the options? So I think it's worth looking at that report. But having said that, just if one looks at the pass rate, yes, the pass rate was good. It was at 80.1 or 2. But the point is, of there, the number that go to university is a very small number. So, um, I mean, you'll know that about 800,000 started um, uh, grade 1 12 years ago. And of those only half or a little bit less have passed into matric and of those even fewer into universities. But I also think we need to recognize that we shouldn't have this expectation or this assumption that everyone who finishes matric must go to university. The needs of the country are different. If you look at what we need, then we need much more in the technical and vocational area. And those are the areas that are not well developed. They're also not attractive for young people. Young people do think university is the only place to be. And if I don't get to university, then I'm afraid I'm a failure. And I don't think that should be the case. So, Lily, if I can, uh, Lindy, rather, if I can bring you in at, the, at this juncture, those who, who got a diploma, didn't get a bachelor's pass, they're not eligible for entry into university. Just, just leading on from uh, Rukshana's point, what are their options? Um, just to add on what Prof is saying, indeed, the, there shouldn't be a narrow just focus on university. There are a lot of opportunities out there, especially if you look at the technical and vocational space where you are learning a trade. And if you look at um, learning a trade absolutely um, without you not only focusing on being employed, but employable, but rather on entrepreneurial skills. If you did welding, you can just get into um, starting your own business instead of looking for work. So I would definitely say let's broaden our horizon in knowing what is available out there, not only just the university focus, um, but also TVET and vacational spaces um, should be an, an option at this point. So, from those who are eligible for entry into university, you get those whose parents who can afford to pay the university fees, you get those who can secure a bursary, and there seems to be an increasing number of those who, who can't afford it, can't secure a bursary, yet they've, um, they've achieved good results. Uh, what, what's the situation for them? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the situation is dire for what we're calling the missing middle. In other words, those students who just don't make the cutoff for government funding through NISFAS, their home income is too high, but yet the income is not enough to get them to university. So our own university is focused very much on uh, fundraising for the missing middle. But I do think you're absolutely right. That group, um, the missing middle, are finding it very difficult. And many of the excellent passes are actually from students in that category as well. So there are options in a sense that universities are making uh, some uh, funding available, but even that will only cover tuition. It won't necessarily cover transport and so on. Hmm. So universities are making some of that available. And then there are some organizations, public organizations and um, community organizations that make funding available. But again, it's only for tuition. The expense for students is significant. There's a travel expense, there's an accommodation expense. Okay, most will stay home, but there's accommodation, there's travel, there's books. Um, and then there's tuition. So I do think that that situation is dire. And I would appeal to all of your listeners who are out there to find ways in which they can at least take up and say, I will undertake to support one university student in the missing middle. Um, because their parents have an income, but the income is just not enough. It's above the threshold that the government requires for NASFAS funding. So, Lindy, Many high achievers are still not sure what exactly they want to do. Sometimes there's a kind of uh, paralysis as a result of too many options. Uh, what career choices to, to, to opt for? And, and some would go and do one year and two years and then realize, you know what, this is not really what I want to do. Uh, how would you advise them and even their parents? I would definitely say it starts off with self-awareness. You really have to know what you're good at, what you gel with, um, and then do your research, right? What worked for your parents might not necessarily work for you. So you don't want to um, start making irrational decisions. Really have a sense of self-awareness. Do your research on uh, professions or careers that you find interesting and try and align that. Parental support is very important in this journey. Um, just to make them aware of what is important out there, make them aware of Careers outside the normal traditional um, careers that we once thought, we have the four IRs now. Let's explore outside just the normal traditional um, careers that we want available. So I would definitely say over and above that, it's important to consider. Um, we have career counseling that is available where you sit down with a career counselor just to explore your options and really look at your career journey. So, Prof... All in all, this, this academic year, are, are you more positive? You know, coming out of, of, of COVID a couple of years ago, this was the group that uh, the Minister of Education said they were very worried about because they spent uh, two years, uh, you know, more or less doing online classes rather than being physically present uh, at school. I mean, I think three categories of people really need to be commended for what has happened here. And that is the resilience of teachers, the students themselves and the parents. Because I think it's a very uncertain time for young people in the world in general, with COVID, with all the kind of conflict we're seeing and so on. So I think three groups of people were extremely resilient in this time and we need to commend them. But this still means that we need to do a lot of work in basic education so that the quality of the passes must improve. All right, Professor Rukshan Osman and Lindy Chili, we thank you both for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.
Thank right. You. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, that was Professor Rukshana Osman, a Senior Deputy Vice Chancellor for Academics at WITS, and Lindy Chili, Career Counselor at WITS. The missing middle people who can't get funding to get into university, they, they earn too much. But uh, at the same time, it's not in, so it's earned too much in terms of qualifying for, for government funding, but not enough to be able to, um, to afford it. And then you've got those who didn't make it to get a bachelor's pass, so they can't get entry into, into university. I think it's an important point there that um, they, they shouldn't give up. Uh, there's many technical and vocational skills that are required in the country. Some may opt to rewrite if they weren't far off. But um, others would pr- probably look at, at uh, those career options. And then career guidance. This is a big problem in our community. Parents don't know what are the options, really. You know, there are certain things which are common in the community. You become a teacher, you become a doctor, you become a lawyer, you become an accountant, you become an engineer, uh, and associated kind of professions or degrees. Uh, but beyond that, you know, what, what, what are the, the key things? Um, not not all well known. So career guidance for parents, for kids. It's not always the case of the parents trying to force the kids to do what they did in life or what they couldn't do in life. It's a case of you know just not knowing what the options are and how to tie the options up with a skill set. Uh, like Lindy said, a lack of self awareness of, of what you actually uh, you know uh, are yourself.